Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Guilty Pleasure, the podcast that celebrates, elaborates, and experiences our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Raya Bell. And this season, we're experiencing your guilty pleasures. Today's listener submission was Harry Potter. We talked about the books. We talked about the play. We talked about the amusement parks. And I just wept because I love it so much. She did. She's actually a mess of tears right now. If you would like to reach us, you could always email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at guiltypleasurepodcast. And if you like Harry Potter and this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on the iTunes. Oh, please do it so, so, so much. It would be even better than getting our own letter to go to Hogwarts. Seriously. For real. That's a good good choice. Right? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. So excited to it's, talk about you know today's what? topic. Everybody knows my name. It's totally cool. <laughs> Everybody knows Harry Potter as well. And if you don't, oh, God bless your soul. I mean, at this point, how can you not know what <laughs> Harry Potter is? Like, you have to be living under a hole. You have <laughs> under to under a hole. Under the hole, <laughs> there's a rock. There's a hole. You're in but it. It's it's very dangerous. You have to dig a hole and then dig a hole underneath <laughs> that hole and live in it for the last. I'm gonna say. T- 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, can I drop a fact on you? Of course, you can drop a fact Real on quick. me. First book, June 26th, 1997. How old do you feel when you hear that? Super old? I feel super old. Pretty old. I was Oof. seven when the first book Yikes! came out. <laughs> Jackie didn't even really know how to read when this book came out. I mean, I was I had a pretty strong vocabulary at a young age, yeah. so I did have a grasp on reading. I specifically <laughs> remember, um, well, I specifically remember reading the first book when I was 10. Because I was still in that sweet, sweet age where I had the opportunity to potentially get a Hogwarts letter. And that made me really excited. I love that for you. Like, can you imagine being a 10-year-old and, like, you really don't know how the world works. You think every family's like yours. You think that, like, everyone lives in Flushing, Queens with, uh, you know, their German grandparents living upstairs. And, you know, everyone eats dinner around, like, 5, 5.30. And- everyone did. In 1997, <laughs> it is a proven fact that every single person in America ate at 5, five or 5.30. There was no other time. No. Um, but then you read this book, this Harry Potter book, and then like the entire thing just blows your mind. You're like, wait. How did you discover it? I think my mom must have gotten it for me. Yeah. I, I don't remember how I discovered it. I just remember that I prob- Barb probably gave me that book. Because I've babs. always been a big reader. I used to read like Laura Ingalls Wilder, like Little House on the Prairie. I used to read like The Babysitter's Club and mm-hmm. Animorphs and all those other like YA books. Mm-hmm. And then I think my mom just got it for me and I was like, wait, hold up. You mean to tell me that there is a school in England where I can learn how to do magic? Like, they already speak English? I'm in. 
And, and I was out. like, I was like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of American kids in this school, but like, I don't know, maybe they'll make an <laughs> exception for me. Sometimes maybe I think that I can make things move with my mind. I'm 10. I'm not smart. But you I, can read. <laughs> I think I learned how to read in 1997 and I am older than you. I'm pretty confident that might have been the year I was like, oh, letters put together make words and words put together with other words, make sentences. Now I get it. Now I get it. And now I can talk even more than yeah. I already... It didn't stop me from talking. <laughs> I'm really good with sounds. It's the reading part that's hard. And that's actually with reading Harry Potter. When I first got into it, it was actually... I was going into high school. Oh, really? So, yeah. So when it first came out, I was in grade school, and our library teacher was like, you need to read Harry Potter. And I was like... What was your library teacher's name? Mrs. Plangerman. 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 Mm. Mrs. Plangerman, Plangerman, Plangerman. I think it's Plangerman. Did you have like, I'm sorry to derail. Oh, please. I had a librarian, uh, Miss Innes, who was very, uh, she was very dramatic with her reading. She would always do like Ooh. a Halloween night where she would like <gasps> dim the lights and read a scary story and like, oh, scare the kids. that's the kind of librarian I would actually be. That's, I think... <laughs> That's that's who I am as as a person. I'm like, ooh, it's October. We have to read. The lights are dimmed like all the time. I love it. We'll I love both make great things. librarians one day. I'm looking forward to owning a library. I don't know if you own a library per se, but I can't wait to have a library with you. It's going to be amazing. I didn't mean to cut it's you off. It's okay, though. Tell I really me about... love, I love the fantasy of us having a library. <laughs> <laughs> a small town library. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Um, so, yeah. So, it was, I'm in eighth grade, I think, at the time. Maybe seventh. And... Um, there was a kid, uh, we were, we went, we shifted classrooms. For some reason, I am in a classroom that is not my class, right? Mm -hmm. And I noticed one of the students, a younger student, had this Harry Potter book. And I've always had a hard time reading. So I, any book that's big is intimidating. And all the Harry Potter books are big. ginormous. They're ginormous. They're ginormous. You could hurt someone with a with a Harry Potter book. You hit them real hard in the ribs, you don't get bruises. So I've learned. Oh, interesting. John, right, that's a John Mulaney bit. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I picked it up and I read the first chapter. And the first chapter of the Sorcerer's Stone is about Harry uh, and the miserable life that he's leading with these miserable aunts and uncles. And I found it so uh, frustrating. And I was so angry for him. And I didn't like those characters that I thought to myself, this isn't for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then my you gotta sister. Go to the next chapter. I know. you got to flip those pages, baby. <laughs> I go uh, the summer into high school. I'm reading The Hobbit. I loved it. I thought it was great. I've already read books in fantasy. My favorite at the time was uh, a book called... Uh, Everworld by K.A. Applegate, who also wrote the Animorph series, which I never got into. Nice. But it was a great, like, mythological uh, world. And she, my sister told me to read these books. And I was like, okay. And I blew through that second chapter. And then I was hooked. Yes. Hooked. Hooked. I mean, I think the first three books came out around the same time in the United States. Because I believe I read the first three in succession. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it became the waiting game. It was the big waiting game to wait for four, five, six, and seven. And yeah. by the way, for anyone who does not know, Harry Potter is the story of a boy wizard who... Um, <laughs> if you're under that hole. <laughs> who attends the school, the internet, the school of Hogwarts, Hogwarts School of, of Witchcraft and Wizardry somewhere in, in, in England. And it turns out that he's destined to defeat one of the darkest 
uh, Wizards of All Time, Lord Voldemort. And the, it is seven books in total. And at each page, he has to like meet up with Voldemort in some capacity. Yeah. There's, Voldemort's always... He always finds his way into the end Always of the in June. Always, always in June. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't have shit fall apart in October. No. He has to get an education, right? I know. It's, Voldemort's very <laughs> mindful very sure of book. Harry's education. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I need to kill this wizard. There was a prophecy that said that, you know, only one uh, only one can live. Uh, while, while one lives, the other... I forgot what the prophecy it's like, is. Yeah, I just saw that movie. Actually. Oh, I just finished the audiobook. Oh. Uh, we only should one, know it. We should know it. <laughs> only one can live while the other survives. I don't or know. Or both cannot survive if only like one of them can live is the whatever, prophecy. Whatever. That's the uh, that's the abri- abridged version. So every year Voldemort tries to kill Harry in some way, except for the third book. That's when you know we have the serious black introduction, which we we don't have. This podcast is only an hour, and we cannot possibly <laughs> go into that. We could try, um, but yes, he's very mindful of Harry's education yeah. and does not um, does not attack him throughout yeah. um, September to. Yeah. Early June. I have to say, these characters of this book are, I mean, there's no denying how well these books are written, mm-hmm. but also because it is, it when it started, it's really a coming of age story. Oh, right? totally. So I feel that in the beginning, it came across as a children's book. Mm hmm. And slowly but surely, it became this epic battle and this epic story. But I think a lot of it has to do with how well these characters are written. Oh, a the thousand characters percent. Are, uh, even the smallest, the smallest student that you barely hear from in the first few books, or they serve at, uh, as a comedic relief for, you know, like Neville Longbottom. Who you turns out to be an incredible what? character. At the oh, end. my gosh. Um, which character did you identify with the most out of our main, our main uh, cast? Oh, you know what? Probably Ron. Really? Yeah, I loved Harry. Um, I loved I loved all of it. I thought it was awesome. I thought, you know, everybody was great. But Ron is kind of, he's sensitive. He's not sure of himself. He's a little awkward. Mm-hmm. He's kind of along for the ride. But he's a loyal and fierce friend. And, you know, we see him become more brave and... Um, just grow uh, as the books go along. But I, I always had, I understood Ron, <laughs> I guess, but I always, I probably would have said at the time I enjoyed Harry as well. Um, I think I, and Her- Hermione. I mean, like, come on. But also, they're all there. I mean, like, are you a Samantha? Are you a Carrie? a Carrie? It's hard to say. Sometimes I'm a Miranda, you guys. Uh, fun fact I did not know how to pronounce Hermione's name until the movies cl- came out. So <gasps> I called her Harmony. I remember I called her Harmony and I called Lucius Malfoy Luscious Malfoy. But he is pretty luscious. Very luscious. That hair. Oh, my God. Um, I identified with Harry because I was always very moody and stubborn. Mm -hmm. Still am to this day. And then I identify with Hermione because I'm a bit of a know-it-all. I I can see all that. Um, I can see all that, Jackie. You are a moody know-it-all. You're a moody know-it-all. That's exactly when people are like, oh, <laughs> your comedy partner, business partner, best friend. I'm like, she's moody. All <laughs> she's moody. moody. She's a know it all. I love her anyway. <laughs> Did you ever? Um, so 
as a youngin with access to the new internet, that was mm. so a couple things. You mentioned how it's an incredible coming of age story. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the reasons it has such a strong meaning for people um, such as you and me, uh, such as uh, you and me and our generation just going forward is that we literally grew up with the characters. Mm-hmm. So I read the first three books when I was like 10, 11. I read the fourth book when I was around 13, 14. The fifth book came out when I was like 14, 15. And then the seventh book, I remember going to the midnight, my senior, my boyfriend in senior year of high school drove me to Barnes & Noble for the midnight release party of the seventh book. Commit. To the bit, Jackie. I did. Did you ever go to any of the midnight release parties? I didn't. I uh, here's the thing. I read the first three books. I got to the fourth, and the fourth I kind of I couldn't finish originally. Mm, the fifth book is the one I got stuck on. But yeah, continue. The fourth book is tough for me. I don't like Quidditch. I don't. Ugh, I don't does? like any of uh, sports. <laughs> <laughs> in real life and pretend Harry Potter world. I think a lot of people can agree that Quidditch is probably like the one thing. It's like you catch this one ball, you get 150 points. It yeah, doesn't what make is that? any fucking sense. No, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. But also it was hard to follow for me. And I always knew that there's a tidbit in this chapter. There's a Quidditch chapter in every book, I feel. Or in, in the fourth book, it, it was the Triwizard games. Tournament. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. several, several games. But it wasn't Quidditch. It was the Triwizard Tournament. It was the Dragon. Yeah. There the was like Underwater. And the Maze. The Maze, mm-hmm. yes. And to me, just games feel... I, I feel like I'm searching through rubble to find the gold coin of information that I need sure, to propel the story forward. It's more just like action that's happening, but it's not really... But you don't know, like, is is this mermaid going to come back? Like, I got to read it. I yeah. got to know. I yeah. have to pay attention. You know, you can't just kind of skim through it. And the whole fourth book is that. I actually think we have a few people who mentioned it was one of their favorites, but it just is not for me. Um, so I stopped after that. The only time I ever waited for a book was actually I was babysitting like this 12-year-old girl in the summer. Um, and I went like the day – I went in line to pre-order the book with her. Mm. So that's that's what I did. But I would stay for the movies. I would be not midnight, but I would be the first day. Oh, I would for do midnight movies. on the movies too. Yeah, I would be in bed. I <laughs> I have dinner at five, five thirty. <laughs> I'm in bed by ten, ten thirty. Um, so we were ta- when we were planning this episode, and we do have some listener feedback that we got from Instagram that we will share. We will share some of it before so we end this first act. Where we're discussing our personal history, um, but before we even go into that, you and I, when we were planning and prepping this episode, we were talking about how there was different different levels of Harry Potter fandom. There are. And and while both of us have read all of the books and both of us have seen all the movies, um, I think I take it up just one more notch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> that's for two reasons. One, I was an avid writer of Harry Potter fan fiction when I was uh, a young teenager. And two, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah, I just don't have like, any ink. Just like <laughs> you don't have any ink. I got nothing. I'm I can't decide. I can't I can't make a decision. Well, that's the beauty about a tattoo. You just kinda go in there and you just go with your gut how you're feeling. And guess what? Now you got a tattoo. <laughs> and then people ask you what the tattoo means and you're like, No, not really anything. You're and like, now Harry you're Harry Potter. <laughs> and now you're officially a um a Harry Potter. And now you're officially a ta- a tattoo person. Um I got my Harry Potter tattoo. It's on my wrist. It says stay close to me, although given the script that the tattoo 
artist used, it kind of looks like Stay Dose to me, which, Can you I know, see it? is unfortunate. Stay Dose to me. Stay uh, Dose to me. Um, but it, it does, does, but it doesn't. I know it's th- what it says. Thank you. Um, and I got it after my, um, when I was about 23, when my both my grandparents had passed away within six months of each other. And in the se- seventh book of Harry Potter, uh, called Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, we find out, spoiler alert, that Harry Potter has to die in order for Voldemort to die. Um, there's no way of getting around it. And as he's about to walk to meet his own death, which as a 17-year-old and just as a human in general, can you imagine like so stressful having to march to your own fucking death? People do it all the time. I, incredible. incredible. But so one thing he has is he has this resurrection stone that brings all of the ghosts of his guardians past, his parents, his um, godfather Sirius Black, their friend Remus Lupin, to kind of like empower him and walk with him on this final journey to go to his death. And when I first read this part of the book, I uh, was bawling. It's like, so good. Ball. It's just such, like, you grow up, it, I, I can't even put it into words, but there's a point where he looks at his mother, who he never truly knew because she died to save him when he was one years old, mm-hmm. and she looks at him and he goes, stay close to me, and she and she just is like, yeah. And I was like, when I saw that line, like, that line of stay close to me is just so, like, here's this kid who's about to do something so impossibly selfless and brave, but here's this moment of weakness and just, like, pure child that's like I'm ready to do this but inside me there's still this really poor not poor but like vulnerable and scared little boy and when my um, when I had such a big loss a couple years ago I had that tattooed to remind me because I think that um, it's important to remember those who passed away even when um, you know even after years have gone so I thought that line really resonated with me so that's why I was like it's a Harry Potter tattoo and it's also a memoriam tattoo it's 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 a it's a that's a beautiful story Jay right hey thank you I love that I actually I noticed that tattoo when we your tattoo when we were in class and I was like I wonder what that's about oh now you know now I know three years later almost (laughs) Uh, that was yeah I remember like and even I listened to the audiobooks very frequently um, and even when that part always comes up when I'm listening to it I'm like <laughs> you have a moment yeah. what's your favorite book speaking of which is it is it the seventh Half, Half-Blood Prince actually. Half-Blood Prince yeah because that's the most Dumbledore and he's he's my favorite character that is a great book yeah that is a great book um, I, I I just recently watched that movie and I, I, watching the movie now I haven't I reread one, two, and three, and I got to four, and I'll tell you, I still, it's tough, you know? Um, so I haven't read past four. When I watch the movies even today, I will remember, this is different than the book, but I don't remember the book. I remember yeah. the moment I have in the movie theater saying, well, this isn't how it was done, you know? Um, and Half-Blood Prince the beginning of it starts with the um him at the uh him and uh, his cousin was his Dudley Dudley and them fighting and him saying mean things and then the dementors that's come. the beginning of the fifth book isn't that half blood prince no that's the fifth book because then he has to use a patronus oh, the fifth. yes 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 i watched the fifth one on christmas i made my family Nice. And my sister is coming actually to do uh, come out for the wedding, but she's also gonna go to Harry Potter World with my nephews, and she hasn't read past the fourth book either. And we watched the fifth movie, and she's like, "Oh, 
This she is should, dark. She should really, the fifth, sixth, and seventh are like amazing. But <sighs> so let's, good. Before we go into the act break, let us look at um, what some, some, of our, some of our listeners have to say. Yeah, what are your favorite books, uh, listeners and Instagram followers of Guilty Pleasure Podcast? Let's find out. Well, Harry Potter is here," said Harry Potter, the first movie. We did, what was the question we asked? How did we? How did what's we, your favorite? Oh, what's your favorite favorite book and movie? Mm. Daniel uh, Daniel Chavez forty two said Half Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend Ryan said Jackie knows this. <laughs> Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book, minus the beginning trial chapters and ZGL. I don't know what that means. I have to ask him. ZGL. I don't know. Lizalita says Chamber of Secrets is my favorite book because it's a contained story. I which know. Actually, is a really good point. Because that is very true. Like the first two books are definitely a little more childish or a little bit more skewed towards a younger audience. But this, I remember Chamber of Secrets um, is very much a contained story. It's really good. Your friend Kat said Goblet of Fire because yummy Edward Cullen is in it. (laughs) And then she did like a money sign face. And then <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Hiya, I'm Katrina. This is Rena, um, L-E-G-E-R-E. My favorite book is The Prisoner of Azkaban and movie is Deathly Hollows. Oh, and we have Improv P-O-A. And they said Prisoner of Azkaban. Ooh. Yeah, improv.poa, man. Yeah, it's it depends. I think a lot of people even responded with different books versus different movies, too. X and Matt responded, Prisoner of Azkaban. The books were the series, uh, the, the book where the series really kicked off and when I fell in love with I it. I agree with it. The third yeah. book is really, that's kind of when we shift. Even when the movie is, it has a bit of a darker shift and yeah. now we know like, oh, shit's getting real. Yeah. Oh, and then H, just real quick, HP dash books, Harry Potter books, they said the movie, The Sorcerer's Stone, the book, Half-Blood Prince. Oh. Which is cool. I like that there's a different book and a different movie. I agree. I could see that. I could see why. Because they're, they're, they're all so... Uh, they're all so different. They, I, they really are. I agree. And on that, we will take a quick break and we'll be back with how Amanda and I are currently um, experiencing Harry Potter in our daily lives. Hey, Jackie, uh, for our first act break, I hear you have a pretty awesome song to play. I do have a pretty awesome song to play. It's from Goblins from Mars, and it's called the Harry Potter Expecto Patronum Trap Remix. Um, So mom, dad, anyone over the age of 30, you might want to turn down your volume a little bit, but everyone else who's ready to go into their club, enjoy this. I'm real excited.
we're back. Oh, did you hear my voice like quake there a little bit? You're just so excited to talk so serious. Talk about Harry Potter. So this is um, the second act of the Guilty Pleasure podcast. So we're going to be talking about our current experiences with our topic. Today's topic is Harry Potter. And uh, Amanda and I are going to tell you some stuff that we've done to take our fandoms to new levels. To the new levels. Um, So if you guys um, haven't heard of Harry Potter, uh, you may not have heard that there is the wizarding world of Harry Potter. It's an amusement park. It is. And it's so cool. Now, I haven't been... Now, there's one in Florida, Mm -hmm. and there is one in California Mm -hmm. at Universal Studios. Um, But I have only been to the one in California, which is significantly smaller than the one in Florida. Half the size. 50% smaller. Yes. But let's talk about Florida. Um, So... (laughs) You know, we're dealing with our first book came out in 1997 and our last book came out in 2007. Uh, and the movies start in 2001, ended in 2011, was our final one. Uh, and the park, the first park in Florida uh, was opened up July 15th, mm. 2014. Oh. Um, and it has two different sides of the park. So we have Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. which many of us know is uh, where wizards go to buy their purchase wands. things. Yeah, buy wands. Buy owls. Get a get a delicious treat. Um, get your books. Uh, so we have a couple of rides there. There's the Escape from Grin and Gots, which is the bank mm-hmm. that they uh, go into for their wizarding money. And there's a huge dragon, and um, it looks like the coolest thing. I haven't been. That's uh, not there in California. Not, again, not to flaunt my Harry Potter fandom a little bit over yours. I have been to both parks. Unfortunately, so Escape rude. from Gringotts. Oh, no, I did go on Escape from Gringotts. I remember it being very fun. I also remember waiting an hour and a half to get on that ride. I can't imagine it ever not being an hour and a half wait. It was specifically in Florida too. Pandemonium. Oh, I'm sure. I'm Pandemo- sure. I would do it much differently yeah. than I would now. But continue. Did you do the Hogwarts Express at King's Crossing there? I did. Um, yeah. Again, also waited about 55 minutes to get on that. Yes. Um, and it's really not so much a ride. It just takes you from one part of the park to the other. Because on yeah. one part is Diagon Alley and the other part is... Hogsmeade. And that's also the part that's in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, that is, yeah. This So Hogsmeade I have been to. And there is a train in California but it isn't a ride. It's just a piece exactly. that is there. I guess you could take a picture with it, what have you, um, but it's nowhere near as uh, detailed as Florida. But Florida also has a lot more space than California does. Oh, my God. Yeah, They're well, not in a housing crisis. Well, you know what I mean? We're not going to talk about it today, although this would be a good topic for another one, uh, but yeah. Disneyland versus Disney World. Disney Ooh. World, far superior. However, you're dealing with a lot more space oh, in Florida. Yeah. So many... You just got to brush a couple gators off of, the, <laughs> yeah, off of some like tall grass and be like, fill I'm, some marsh. I'm building a park here in Los Angeles. It's like, that's prime real estate. Speaking of Disney, mm-hmm. there was a bidding war between <gasps> Disney and... Uh, Universal Studios. Really? Oh, On getting yeah. the Harry Potter uh-huh. I, And, yeah, it's insane. But who owns, do we know, is it Warner Brothers that it's owns? Warner Brothers, yeah. That owns Harry Potter. They're they're the studio that uh, does the movie. Gotcha. Um, so it was, you know, Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling and all that business. Um, but there was um, 
a letter of intent that J.K. signed with Disney and uh, to develop Harry Potter in Magic Kingdom is where they were going to put it, which seems really appropriate, right? There's a castle there already. Why not put another castle? I know. Right? But ultimately, Disney pulled out of negotiations because they said that uh, Rowling's uh, creative influence uh, was too stringent. Oh, so she wanted too much control? Yeah. God and bless I her. Just, I know. It's just she created a gorgeous world and probably had a couple of opinions on how to do it. The mythology to me of Harry Potter is so set. Every single thing has a name. Everything has a purpose. And when you've created a world like that, I can't imagine having somebody from Disney. An Imagineer. To, an Imagineer being like, well, it's not really like what we do. Being like, I don't give a shit what you do. This is this is it. This is what we're doing. And I'm I can only imagine then when uh, Universal got it, they were like, "Come on in, baby. Whatever you wanna do. Whatever do you wanna do. You're a goddess. Come on in. Like, tell us what to do. Your job is already done. You know, you just got to figure out how you're gonna pay for it and where you're gonna set it up. Exactly. You know, girl knows what she's doing. Um, That brings us to Hogsmeade. So we got the Forbidden Journey, which is the big, if you see that big castle, that's where that ride takes place. And it is so cool. So good. What I love is how when you're walking through, because it's a long line, because it's Harry Potter and everyone knows it, unless Mm -hmm. they're living under a hole. Unless it's your birthday and one of the the people might give you a pass code to get to the front of the line. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jackie lives a magical life, you guys. Um, and <laughs> just saying, just saying. Um, and it, it's, it's a really cool experience because you get to walk through the grounds of the school. You get to walk through Dumbledore's office. You get to go through the, uh, the greenhouse, all different things you get to see before you even get to the ride. And I'll tell you the ride incredible. is incredible. It is worth the wait. Well, one thing I like about Universal Studios in general is that the rides are very, they're not roller coaster rides. They're like very all immersive kind of like the, the entire, they have screens to take up your it's entire field of, of vision. And then they just kind of move you with the ride. So you're actually not doing really dramatic or big movements, which I freaking hate in roller You're not coasters. doing a loop-de-loop. No, I you're hate not. It's very comfortable. Um, another thing that is at Hogsmeade that I really liked was um honeydukes oh yeah which is the candy and actually jackie i have a surprise for you (gasps) do you i do i do i do this is a full surprise i got birdie bots every flavored bean (laughs) so i thought if you wanted to try them i think we should um, too they're only the gross flavors. Only the gross flavors? Only the gross flavors. Um, they're all horrendous, and I'm terrified to try them. Oh, my God. So the flavors we have are black pepper, which I've oh. had, um, earthworm, booger, dirt, I don't. earwax, there's more, grass, <laughs> rotten egg, sausage, soap, and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to eat all of them, but I, I, you know, the magic of editing. Which one's the black pepper? The black pepper is the black the black and gray. I'll try. I've had this one before. It really <laughs> bite it in half. How do you feel? Oh, I feel it's fine. I mean, I remember oh. I'm. Oh, it is black. I mean, it tastes like black pepper. There's I don't also know if I sugar. I want to do. I don't vomit? know if I want to do the vomit or the ear or the booger. booger. I've done I've done earwax. How does earwax taste? It tastes like? like earwax. Oh my god. 
Uh, they all are. See, the thing is with the black pepper, it's like all right, it's enjoyable. It seems like something you'd get at like a cool store in LA, and they're like black pepper jelly beans. Pepper jelly beans. Those are gra- grass. I want to try the sausage because oh, I haven't had a sausage in years. That was that one. All right, let's see how this tastes. Okay. Um, I will say that like one thing about Harry Potter that is so incredible is just the rich detail that this woman came up with that you touched upon earlier. And I remember reading about Birdie Bot's every flavor, every flavor beans, and I just was like, well, how could she even think about that? Like, how did that come to her? As I struggle to this day to like write pilots and to write short stories and to write sketches, I'm like. How do you even like brilliant. come she's, up with this? Because she's brilliant. This mm. tastes. I've had the sausage, and it's like smoky. It's fine. I don't mind the sausage. I mean, like I'm not gonna go back for it. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't eat. Yeah, there's oh. a meat flavor to it. Oh uh, yeah, that. There sure in. is hell a meat flavor. Oh. Um, I'm gonna do. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't like it at all. Oh, oh my, I, like oh. Yeah, you don't have to finish it. Well, what, it's, um, <laughs> it's in your teeth. For at least a week, but whatever. I'm gonna do a uh, booger, which I'm horrified. Oh about. my god! I don't even you you. That is okay, a frontier okay, I will go. not do. Here we go. Oh Lindsay, do you want any jelly beans? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on over, babe. Um, come on over. Lindsay is our uh, Lindsay and former guest of the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Yeah, is our, she is our technician weed. today. Thanks, she guys. did. Oh my god. Okay, here's Thanks, booger. Guys, you're almost through your act two. Oh my god. Thank gosh. you. <laughs> Well, while we're going through our act two, oh shoot, we are almost through our act two. Well, you go while I eat beans. These are these. This, it's just kind of like salty. It almost, it's almost like a vegetable, like a salty vegetable. I hate boogers so much. All right, (laughs) well, I'm going to talk about. So, as a Harry Potter person who has just gone to the next level with Harry Potter, uh, one thing that I got the chance to do for my 29th birthday, big props to my parents, Bart and Ray, for giving me tickets for this. But me and my sister went to go see The Cursed Child on Broadway, and it was the most magical experience of my entire life. What bean did you just put in your I mouth? just put soap in. <laughs> I put soap, I spit it out. It tastes like soap. <laughs> it tastes like real soap. It's a beautiful blue color. So here's some facts on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. As you hear, jelly beans getting <laughs> plopped onto covers. Um, so Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is a two-part West End stage play. It was written by Jack Thorne, based on a story by J.K. Rowling, Thorne, and director John Tiffany. The play opened on on July 30th, 2016 at the Palace Theatre in London, England, and the script was released on the 31st of July, 2016. The story is set 19 years after the ending of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and follows Harry Potter, now a Ministry of Magic employee sellout, and his youngest son, Albus Severus Potter. What a name. The, what a, anyway, the play's official synopsis was released on October 23rd, 2015. Um, it, uh, it's, here's the synopsis about, about it. It was always difficult being Harry Potter, and it isn't much easier now that he is an overworked employee of the Minister of Magic, a husband and a father of three school-aged children. While Harry grapples with a past that refuses to stay where it belongs, his youngest son, Albus, must struggle with the weight of a family legacy he never wanted. As past and present fuse ominously, both father and son learn the uncomfortable truth. Sometimes, darkness comes from unexpected places. Um, I don't have anywhere near the amount of time that I want to get into this play. But what I will say is that the people who acted in it are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically the actor who plays Scorpius Malfoy. Scorpius? That is Draco Malfoy's son, because you get it. You bet you folks. 
Albus Severus, Harry's youngest child, and Scorpius Malfoy, Draco's only son, become best friends <gasps> oh, at they Hogwarts. Do? And Albus Severus, yeah. this isn't a spoiler because the freaking screen plays out, is in Slytherin. Really? He's not in Gryffindor. Oh my god! He's in Slytherin with uh, with Scorpius Malfoy. Oh wow! And it's a big source of contention between Harry and all. I'm gonna say is this: your least favorite book, Goblet yeah. of Fire, yeah. comes back into play. <sighs> Albus and Scorpius are trying to go on their <sighs> own journey to, you know, make a name for themselves to save someone who might have died in the fourth book, and in <gasps> turn, they may be bringing Voldemort back to life with the help of Voldemort's bastard child with Bellatrix Lestrange. What? It is fan fiction at its finest, the Jackie, cursed child. my mind is blown on several levels. Actually, parts of our wall are falling down um, because of... <laughs> What a friggin' thing you just dropped. Uh, I had no idea. I know nothing about this. Actually, I can lend you The Cursed Child. Please. You can literally, it's a play. Yeah. So you can literally read it in about three hours. Oh, great. Um, as a Harry Potter fan fiction aficionado and anyone who does not know what fan fiction is, basically fan fiction is when you love something like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Star Wars and you take those characters and you kind of make your own story. Yeah. So like my fan fictions were always about Harry and Hermione getting together because I thought they would make a much better couple than Hermione and Ron. Um, usually there's some sort of romantic entanglement. Um, but this is like Harry Potter, like on fan fiction on crack. It is literally like the story of their children, like reversing all of the hard work they did. No, I hate and that. The fact that Voldemort has like a a child in this future was uh, felt very disingenuous to me because he doesn't love and like he never struck me as someone who's still like had sex yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it just it just felt like if anything it also, was when did she get pregnant exactly like it's so like far-fetched and it really reads like not jk rowling it, yeah. so when i read the screenplay when it came out i was so psyched but everyone i knew who just read it were like meh but when seeing it is but a different. seeing it holy shit like uh. the the i'm not i'm not a big play person but like I'm <laughs> as jackie puts a hand referring to me like i am <laughs> you, you are you are a, i am i you, used to you're do it professionally it's fine. you are a theater <laughs> person i'm not so much like i will say that the stage performance and the magic that they put on for the show was just incredible and it's six hours long yeah There's a two how did and you half, do it oh amazing well me and my sister had an did incredible you do it in time the same day oh we did it in the same day good so we got to the theater at like 12 30 and we did not leave times square till 11 30 p.m one of my really good friends actually uh, is the assistant to the producer of that show so she was so excited about she would like give not give hints she like she can't talk about it but um just hearing the process and hearing her time with it it sounds like it's an incredible thing to see i one thing i will say they tell you to keep the secrets because i guess they don't want people like you know the 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 well, show being spoiled <laughs> well it's out <laughs> it's out but when i, I think they, they don't really want you to do like tell you how the play is staged because really there's so many pieces to it oh, these yeah. tickets are not cheap uh worth every penny great 
one thing they do that really, like, my sister and I both looked at each other like, whoa, how'd they do that? You know how the Ministry of Magic, the entrance is a telephone booth? Yes. Um, In London. So they have to go into the ministry. And on stage, you see them wearing their traveling cloaks, cloaks. And they walk towards the back of the stage where the telephone booth is. They pick up the receiver and they do the thing. And then the cloak gets sucked in through the telephone booth. Whoa. And the actor, like, seemingly disappears. It's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. But like there were points where like, you know, they exited stage left, an actor would exit stage left and then appear stage right within a half a second. It was incredible. That's like awesome. they really went above and beyond to make you feel like magic was actually happening. Theater um, magic, baby. There's nothing and like so it. And so while the story, when I read it, felt like a Harry Potter fan fiction, seeing it played out was incredible. A different experience. That's so cool. Um, thank you so much for bringing these jelly beans. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to try grass? Sure, I'll try grass as we uh, as we as we uh, leave out. It as is. We, as we as we. It's we... horrible. It's not as bad as everything. Everything tastes kind of like plastic, not plasticky. But do you ever eat snow as a kid? The grass actually is not bad. It kind of feels. It tastes like a like a like a like a like a like healthy a shot. Yeah, you like know, sugary. Like one of those, do you go to a juice place? You're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be healthy. Let me get a microgreens grass shot. I'm going to be honest with you. Not mm-hmm. that many grass ones. Mm, that's because it's the best flavor one. Mm-hmm. We still have rotten egg and vomit. I do not want to do vomit. I'll, I'll do, do vomit. dirt. Okay. Here's dirt. Okay. You got dirt. I got vomit. Is there anything else you wanted to cover about the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter before we break? Uh, no. Should we just? That tastes like dirt. And with that, that's what we're currently, that's how we're currently experiencing Harry Potter. Yeah, when we get back on Act 3, we're going to talk about whether or not we, we will continue doing stuff with Harry Potter as our adult life continues. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Jackie, how are you sleeping lately? Uh, you know, I'm not sleeping that well. I feel like I just can never get a full, deep sleep. You know what I mean? Well, how about you try GhostBed? GhostBed? What's GhostBed? GhostBed is the new mattress company where inside the actual mattress lives a hundred ghosts. A hundred ghosts? What kind of ghosts? Any kind. And there they are just cradling your head and every part of your body for the softest most supernatural sleep of your life. That sounds incredible. How do I go about ordering ghost bed? Leave your apartment or your home, go to the middle of the street, raise both arms in the air and say, ghost bed, ghost bed, ghost bed. And when you get back to your bedroom, there it will be. That sounds amazing, but how much is ghost bed? It's a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. But we have a promo code for you guys. What's the promo code? Guilty Pleasure Podcast, Ghostbed, slash, sleep like you're dead. Amazing. So where do I add the promo code? Is it after the thing? You know what? I feel like you'll figure it out as you go. Great. What's yeah. awesome. I love this. I'm going to have one. I'm going to, listen, I have my own ghost bed. And sure, I have a ton of nightmares right now. But I sleep through the night, and that's what matters. That is what matters. Ghost bed. Sleep like you're dead. Ghost bed. Asleep so good, it's haunting. 
Welcome back to Act 3 of Season 3 of Episode 1 of Guilty Pleasure. We're talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. Woo-hoo. And in this act, Amanda and I want to tell you guys whether or not we're going to continue with this topic or this thing, whatever we're covering in our day lives. Yeah, how we're going to... Would gonna, we do it again? Yeah, That's would we the do answer. it again? Would we do it again? Would and we Harry Potter again? I give Harry Potter 13 out of 10 owls. Ooh. Um, so I kind of alluded to this in the first act, but I have the audiobooks and I re-listen to them very frequently. It's kind of like a favorite album for me. And I love using them to fall asleep Mm -hmm. because if I drift in and out of sleep, I've read and reread them so many times that I know exactly where I am. And I'll be like, oh, I missed that chapter. And I'll like go back. Um, So it's kind of like my version of going home to my parents for dinner or curling up with a blanket I've had since I was a child. The story is something so sweet and tender, but powerful and inspiring. And truly, I can't imagine my life without it. So much so that I will continue to see all Fantastic Beasts movies, even though The Crimes of Grindelwald was not a good film. I haven't watched any of those. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, but also just the, I want to keep the mythology going. You know I know. I, mean? I want to keep the mythology going yeah. too. So I'm going to say I will continue with all forms of Harry Potterdom. I will continue to read them. I'll continue to watch the movies. Yeah. Um, but I'm, uh, the, the Fantastic Beasts thing is, I mean, I'm going to do it because I'm loyal and I'm 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 in the I'm cult. I'm still gonna give them my money. I'm, I'm just s- not gonna enjoy doing it as much. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. Fantastic Beasts is very much about. I, I think where what they're missing is they really should be making the story about Dumbledore, and they're making it about this Newt Scamander, which oh. is Eddie Redmayne just playing every fucking character Eddie Redmayne's ever played before. I know nothing of this, and I feel like I just will get there at some point, maybe. Well, Which um, leads me to my owls, I guess. Yes, what are of your like, owls? How am I going to continue my Harry Potter um, interests, mm-hmm. if you will? I would say I would give um, continuing with Harry Potter a 9.5 owl out of 10. Mm. Um, because I don't know Fantastical Beasts. You know, this is this 0. 0.5. Um I love it. I think it's a great story. I think it's one of those books I will share with offspring if I have offspring. I think it's an important story. Uh, I think it's beautifully written and beautifully done. I think the movies are great and they did everything they could with them. You know, I know you can't add everything and sometimes you have to finagle things to fit within a time frame. Um, But I really, I really think... It's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful thing to experience over and over again, and you'll always find something new because of how much detail there is. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten into the audiobooks, but you sent me one, and I honestly, because reading I only read on the subway. So when I moved to New York, I didn't read thick books because what are you going to do? Bring that on the subway with you? So bringing the seventh book was not even an option. I think the fifth one's the biggest one. The fifth one is, yeah. yeah. That's like it's, three Bibles ugh, stacked it's on. A lot. It's and a it's, lot. And it's, I want to read them, but I think the way that I have to experience them so I can continue uh, forward with it is through the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I'm going to try this vomit jelly bean. You are. Are you sure you don't want to try it with me? I can do it by myself. I'll do it by myself. All right. I'll, no, no. You I'm sure? Not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> make you do this by yourself. I feel like I wish I'd had a scent. Should we like record this for the grams? Yeah. All right. Sure. All right. Okay. I'm now ready to eat a vomit jelly bean from Harry Potter's Birdie Bots Every Flavor Jelly Bean. Oh. Nope. Oh my. 
Oh, oh, my, oh my god. god. Oh, my oh my god. god. That's oh horrible. God. Oh my god. God. Oh, that was. Oh, it's in my mouth. Well, it's out of my mouth. I didn't even. I bit into it and threw it. I'm sorry. I threw it back in the thing. <laughs> I, oh god, that was disgusting. And like now that it's out, it's not. Uh, it's, oh, not it's not. It's not leaving. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh. I can't even explain to you what it tastes like because it was just so disgusting that uh. I took it. It looks like a peach. It looks like it would be peach flavored. It's not. It's vomit flavored. And I just had hats off. Hats off to the jelly bean makers of Birdie Bots. Do you think there's anyone out there that like actually enjoys these flavors? Like this is just this there's is a gotta gag be, gift. This got to be somebody who's like, you know what? The soap one's really not that bad. I kind of like I want to eat the soap one now that I just have the vomit one in my mouth. The soap is the prettiest, by the way. I'm just saying. There's also uh, rotten egg, which I'm, oh God, do I want to do it? Oh, no, no, I smelled it. There's no way. All right. The soap isn't that bad. I would say I would say maybe 9.2 owls now because I can't, I don't think I can. I don't. Uh, the soap is a nice palate cleanser, I will tell you that. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so I'm just going to share two more responses we got from Ooh. Instagram. One from Corey Guns. What up, Corey? Hey, who friend. is really awesome and chats oh. with us frequently. He, I asked the question on my personal Instagram, uh, tell me why you're a bigger, tell me why you love Harry Potter just as much as I do. And Corey said, Harry's so brave since day one. I agree, Corey. Aww. And then DJ Slaterama said, yes, yes, yes. It's the yes with the A in the middle. Yes. HP reminds us all that we are just one owl visit away from being a wizard. That's <gasps> that a is, lovely sentiment. That is romantic. I love it. What a great way to what end. What a great way to end it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Guilty Pleasure and this new format. If you have any thoughts on Harry Potter, hit us up on Instagram at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. We'll be back next week with an episode on, do you want to tease the topic? Of course. Well, it's some of our favorite uh, stores here in Los Angeles. Trader Joe's, Trader baby. Joe's, baby. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh. That rotten egg is worse than vomit. Campfire.